Welcome to the Potter Podcast, where you will find knowledge, resources, and information on everything real estate related. We are happy to have you join us for our topic and discussion for today. I am your host, Ryan Potter, and I am excited to jump into this new episode. So let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by the Potter Real Estate Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate. Potter Real Estate Group is owned and ran by me, Ryan Potter, the team leader, where it is our goal to give our clients an experience they would be excited to tell their friends and family about when buying or selling a home. Everything you need to know about me and my team can be found on our website at www.pottergroupinc.com or on social media by simply searching for me or the Potter Real Estate Group. Make sure you check us out and send us a message. We'd love to connect with you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Potter Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. And uh, thank you for all those that are watching live on Facebook as well, checking us out. So um, I want to dive into this uh, subject today because it's relevant for uh, us that live here uh, in Omaha, Nebraska. If you are living outside of Nebraska and you're listening, uh, we got hit with a pretty big storm, uh, 90 mile an hour winds. And uh, that took place this past weekend and a lot of crazy stuff has taken place since then. Um, met with a lot of my clients and uh, past clients and things like that as far as tree limbs being down and um, different things on property lines and fences going down and all this other stuff and who's going to replace what and all these things. And so um, I wanted to discuss with you guys uh, just the things that you need to be aware of if you are under contract and um, you are basically found in this situation where uh, you are getting ready to close on a house and a storm runs through and uh, now there's damage to the property. And um, so here's some of the steps that I want to kind of walk you guys through. Um, I'm going to share with you uh, an addendum that we have uh, that kind of addresses a lot of this stuff, um, but also get you guys to think about um, the things that you need to think about as you're going through uh, this mess and these things and uh, dealing with a lot of different uh, people and uh, companies and things like that. And so here's some things that you need to be uh, aware of and then some steps that I'm going to kind of uh, address as it's written in our addendum. So again, um, I can't speak for uh, what other companies have. I can't speak for uh, what takes place in different states and different things like that. I can only speak to what we do here in Omaha, but hopefully um, this will help anyone that's uh, been under contract and has kind of uh, been in this situation or is going through this situation so they know how to address uh, some things moving forward. And so um, obviously the biggest thing uh, as you experience this or go through it one is to assess the damage, right? Like you you need to understand that there's uh, obviously some damage that is done if there has been done. Um, so you want to drive by the property, okay? That's usually the first thing that needs to take place is you drive by the property, you look and see, are there any tree limbs down? Are there any roof issues? Maybe some shingles are missing from the roof. Um, just some obvious things that you might be able to see uh, visually that there has been some damage to the property, okay? Then you need to call uh, your agent who is representing you, who will then call the listing agent, and then they start the process. Um, and usually that process looks like this. Usually that process is the sellers are already aware that some stuff is probably 
gone down. If a tree limb falls on the house, they're obviously aware of that probably. Um, if there's any flooding or uh, water that's gotten in the basement because of the heavy rains and things like that, um, they're usually aware of this stuff and they contact their agent and they let them know. Now, there are some cases where that hasn't necessarily happened. So um, usually, and hopefully you have a good agent um, that is representing you. And that also is working with uh, that seller as well. So if I'm if I'm on the sell side, I'll tell you exactly what I did uh, in this situation. So I, obviously I had some listings that um, that I have listed and that are under contract. And so um, the first thing I did after the storm was I reached out to my clients and I just said, "Hey, how are you guys doing? Is everyone okay?" Um, which thankfully everyone has been okay um, and was okay. And, uh, and then the next question obviously is, did you guys notice any damage that was done to the house? Uh, any tree limbs down, uh, any cleanup that needs to be done? Uh, what did you guys notice? And then I kind of let them explain to me, uh, what has taken place. And so then we kind of go from there, right? So, uh, one of my houses, the guy was like, you know, Hey, you know, thankfully we just had a couple branches here and there. We've already picked up the yard and, uh, we've walked around the property and nothing really looks like, um, anything else was damaged. And, um, so in that case, that's great news, right? But still as the agent, I want to make sure that, um, you know, I can report back truthfully to, uh, my people. So I should stop by the house and do a little walk around myself, not to say that my sellers are lying or anything like that. Um, but just so I know with the peace of mind that I can go back to the buyers and, um, the agent and give them, um, the truth as far as what I've seen and what I've seen with my own eyes. Um, so now there's two of us that can kind of, uh, say, uh, that we don't see any damage or we have seen some damage, whatever that may be. Um, and so that is usually the first step is, uh, you want to kind of just, um, gather as much information as you can walk around the property, um, make sure that you don't see any damage. Now, if there is visual damage, um, that's going to move us to our next step, which is you're going to want to reach out to the seller's um, insurance company and make sure that a claim is getting filed ASAP. Because we all know with storms and things like that is um, whenever you get a situation like we just had where you got 90 mile an hour winds, there are fences down, there's trampolines everywhere, there's furniture that's blown in people's yards and hitting houses and hitting windows and all sorts of crazy stuff that's happening. And uh, you know what's going to happen that very next day when all this stuff happens. All these insurance companies get called. All these adjusters have to come out. And uh, you really can't move forward until you have an adjuster come out and evaluate the damage and the property and then uh, report that back to the insurance company. And so sometimes that takes time. Sometimes that takes two or three weeks for that to actually happen. And so... Uh, if you're under contract and you're supposed to close in two weeks or three weeks and you understand that the adjuster is not going to make it out there until another two or three weeks, um, there's a good chance that you're going to want to push your closing date back. Um, and the reason being for that is uh, you want to make sure that the damage is assessed, that the damage gets taken care of, and the property's in the condition that it was when you first uh, saw the property, right? Now, if you have a seller that's like, well... You know, I, I don't want to assess the damage like the buyers need to accept the house as is. We don't have money to replace that or we don't have a deductible or whatever. Um, I know in our purchase agreement, there's a paragraph that states uh, as it relates to this stuff that if 
if the assurance um, and the seller decides not to cover those damages and the property's not in the condition it was in when they first saw it, uh, there's a clause in there that allows them to get out because they are not forced to purchase that house uh, if there's obvious damage that's been made to the house since they've seen it. Um, so they have that, and let me read that um, to you. I actually have it right here, uh, and it's a little paragraph here, and it says, Seller shall insure the property for fire, wind, hail, explosion, water, or any other cause at no less than replacement cost until closing. Risk of loss or damage to property prior to closing shall be the responsibility of the seller. So that is the seller's responsibility to make sure that the house is in the condition it was in when they first showed it to this buyer and got under contract. If prior to closing the structure on the property is material damaged, seller shall immediately notify the purchaser in writing of the damage. So get that. They need to notify, yeah, like I said, either their agent or they need to notify the, the purchaser's agent or the purchaser. Purchaser at purchaser's choice may rescind this agreement, which means cancel agreement, at which time purchaser shall be paid the deposit with no further agreement or release required. So they should get their earnest deposit back, and they should be uh, left to be able to go and, and move on and not have to worry about a thing. Or two, take the property subject to the damage with the seller paying to the purchaser the insurance proceeds and deductible for the replacement of the property or at a price discounted by the cost of restoration of the property. Purchaser agrees to insure the property at closing, right? So again, what this is basically saying is, is it's trying to cover both sides of what's been happening and what's going on uh, in this situation. And so um, you want to just make sure as you're going through these things um, that one, a claim has been filed, and then two, you're negotiating what exactly is going to be done once that claim is filed and brought back and the property has been assessed for the damage. Um, are you going to, is the seller going to just cut a check to um, the purchasers for the damage and let them uh, go on their way and fix that when they close? Um, are they going to, in my opinion, this is the best one, but I think you should um, get that damage assessed. Um, if I'm the buyer, I'm going to want to send out my contractor and somebody that I trust to go out there and evaluate the property and give me an estimate on what it's going to cost to get fixed and then report that back, send that invoice or that estimate back to um, the seller so they know how much it's going to cost. And then I would uh, ask that that money from uh, that, that work that needs to be done would be sent to the escrow company, right? And the escrow company or the title company there would hold on to those funds until the work has been completed. Um, to me, I feel like that's that's the best situation. Um, now, there are times where the buyer uh, will work out a deal with the seller where they just pay that contractor and uh, make sure that gets done. But again, I would be careful of this and know that, again, you're not agreeing to have to, to have closing done or any of that until the work has been done, right? Because once you close, that house is yours. And so if you're the buyer and you've said, well, you know, it's okay, we'll close now and then we'll we'll wait for the seller to uh, to pay, you know, our company. Well, there's a good chance that that seller may not pay that company once you've closed on the house because it's no longer their responsibility. It now becomes yours. Um, so those are the things that you want to think about as you're going through this process. You want to be careful. Um, you want to have, and again, I say this over and over in every podcast that 
You want to have a knowledgeable and experienced real estate agent that's representing you through this kind of stuff because there's a lot of gray areas and a lot of things that can pop up throughout this process, especially in this situation uh, where you want someone to go to bat for you and you want somebody to be representing you well um, as you're going through with that. Um, there's a couple other things that I'll read off of uh, one of our addendums here. Um, you know, sometimes the seller does not have insurance with regard to the property and will not make any repairs to the property. Buyer hereby elects to take the property in as is condition, regardless of any storm damage or insurability of the property due to such damage. I don't know why any buyer would want to do that, but maybe the damage is minimal and they don't really care. Um, you know, I had one, I can think back to one time we got hail and, um, you know, the screens were, uh, were not covered by the insurance company. So obviously there was like damage to the screens, but like, um, the gutters, the roof, the windows got replaced, but for some reason they weren't replacing the screens. And we wrote up a little addendum saying that, you know, the buyers are aware of that damage and have elected to take the screens as, as is condition. Um, and so they were going to replace the screens when they got moved into the house, you know, things like that, where that might be a possibility, but like, I would never advise someone to take uh, the property and as is condition, if there's some obvious and some visual damage to the property, I would want to get that stuff fixed and have uh, a professional and a contractor come look at that to assess that damage. Um, Cause you just never know. You never know. Um, and so that would be my advice there. Um, but again, a buyer can do whatever they want, right? So they can make that decision uh, for themselves. Um, there's another thing here that says seller does not have insurance or adequate enough insurance to cover the entire storm damage loss with regard to the property and buyer pursuant of paragraph 28 on the purchase agreement, which I read earlier, um, hereby elects to terminate the contract without further action or parties and buyers earnest money to be returned immediately. Um, so again, in that situation, like the buyer has the, the opportunity and the option of if the seller is not going to fix anything to get their earnest deposit back and to be able to walk on and uh, go find a different property uh, without any other expenses made to them. Um, now, the last one here uh, that's on this addendum is seller agrees to credit the buyer an additional blank amount of money above and beyond the amount to be paid from the insurance carrier due to a total recovery depreciation. Uh, a reduction for repairs at a flat rate to resolve any storm damage without involvement of an insurance carrier. Um, and so there are times where uh, a seller is like, you know, hey, we don't really want to file a claim. It seems kind of pity pitiful or um, maybe the damage is less than what the uh, deductible is for them. So in some cases, you know, I know for us, um, I think our deductible is like 2,500 or something like that. Maybe there's like $1,500 worth of damage, right? So um, a seller might say, hey, we'll write you a check for 1,500 bucks for that damage for that contractor to come in and uh, take care of that without having to, to go through our insurance company um, and basically file a claim and pay more on a deductible than what it is to actually get it replaced. So there are some things there um, that I think you would want to be aware of or know. And again, that's why you do your research, right? So I, I always go back to the first thing that I was talking about to make sure that, okay, if a file hasn't been claimed and there has been, um, there is visual damage to get a professional out there uh, to work with both parties to come out there and to give an estimate on uh, what the repair work and the damage uh, is and what that's going to cost. And then buyer and seller can negotiate and work some of those things out uh, as that pertains to the current situation. And then if they get it worked out, great. 
if not, and they need to have an insurance adjuster come out, uh, you know, typically in those cases, it's going to be like roofs, gutters, siding, um, a lot of that stuff. Uh, you know, I have a house right now that I'm representing the buyer where a tree limb actually came down on the house. And so, you know, we're working with the insurance company right now. We're working on getting some people out there to come take a look at, uh, the property and give us some estimates on what that's going to cost. Cause obviously that's going to be more than probably their insurance deductible. And so we're working through that stuff, but, um, that is what you need to know as it relates to storm damage if you're under contract. Those are kind of some of the steps that you need to take uh, as you're going through that. And then also, um, I would just say stay in probably daily, if not weekly, communication with your agent um, as far as how these things are coming along and what the time frames are and all that stuff as it relates to uh, the, you being under contract and the closing date and all that stuff. And if you're still going to be able to close on time. If you're, if it's me and I'm in that situation, um, I would want the work to be done before I close. So if that means pushing closing date back, great. If you're in a situation where, um, you're not allowed to do that because you're, you're in a domino effect where you've got other people buying your house, um, that you're living in currently, and you're going to purchase this house. Um, I would say that, you know, you would want the, the title company or the escrow company there to hold that money and usually a time and a half. So let's say that, um, let's say that your expenses are a thousand bucks, which they're going to be more than that, but, um, you'd want them to hold 1500 bucks. So you'd want them to go a time and a half, um, and hold a little bit more in case there's a little extra that needs to be taken care of. Um, so that money's there. And then if there's any leftover money from that, uh, at the end, then the, the title company will release that extra money back to the seller. Um, but I would get that money from the seller up front first know that that's going to be taken care of and know um, that they're serious about getting that damage uh, fixed prior to or after closing so that you know um, that you're not going to have to deal with that after you close on the house. So um, that is my advice for you guys, things to think about, um, especially as it relates to a lot of people here in Omaha uh, this last week and as we got hit by a storm. But, um, you know, if you guys have any questions or things that I didn't cover, uh, that may have come up in your own experience or things like that, feel free to comment uh, down below. I'd be more than happy to address that later in another podcast or um, just address it uh, as we engage back and forth uh, through social media. So um, thanks, guys. If you have any more questions, let me know. Other than that, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Potter Podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please do me a favor. Subscribe and leave a five-star review. Share this with someone you know and go to connectwithpotter.com and shoot me a message or a DM on one of the social media platforms and let me know what you enjoyed about the episode. And more importantly, let me know what you would like me to cover in future episodes moving forward. Thanks a lot for your support. I look forward to next time. We'll talk to you later.